It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Team Podcast, brought to you by theparkdaily.com. Parkdaily.com, go, you can listen to all these podcasts, all the podcast goodness up on there. But in today's episode, today's episode, we're going to be, we got uh, Smythe and Mark talking NBA draft. Some winners, some losers, uh, what certain teams are going to be doing in the off in the offseason going forward, all that kind of stuff. And on the second part, Smythe and I get into the AEW. The AEW is All Elite Wrestling, the new promotion that's coming up. And maybe, maybe they're going to start challenging WWE. We're going to see. We're going to talk about all that on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, tune in. We love sports just like you. What's going on, people? This is Smythe, the team podcast. I'm here with my man, Mark. What's up? What's up? And we're over here chilling. Um, the NBA draft, it happened yesterday. I thought it was very exciting. What is your direct overview of what happened in that draft? Before I get into any specifics. It was, uh, it was so, so par at best. Like, <laughs> it was so par. Like, honestly, I saw the first... I just saw the first pick, and then that was it. And I kind of what about what about my day? Because I knew there's no point because you know you know at some point okay this guy's gonna get drafted, and they're gonna say that this guy's gonna get traded and this guy's gonna get traded. So I was like, I don't really care where the rookies go. It's where the, it's where everyone else goes. It's now. Where, oh, where the pieces go that fall afterwards. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's here's the first thing I'm thinking. Like, you familiar where the picks went? Yeah. Okay. If you look at the teams that picked early, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the teams that picked in the top like six, seven picks, probably down to ten, because those are the impact players. After that, you're gonna get lucky if you hit a guy that is anything more than a solid rotation player. Um, you look at the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Wolves, and the Suns. Do any of those teams have a build that's anything to get them out of being in the lottery next year, do you think? Or do you think all of them are just they're doing this and they've been in the draft two, three more years before they get into doing anything real in the NBA? The only team I would see that would have an opportunity to get out of the lottery, uh, sorry, get out of a lottery pick would probably be the Pelicans. Pelicans? Because they have more of a... Some of the core players have been there for a while, so they know the system, they know how to play. It's just getting the younger guys up to speed and to kind of work as a unit. To get them going. All right. Let's start with them then. So the Pelicans make the Anthony Davis trade. They bring in Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, right? Um, they za- draft Zion Williamson, and then they trade away that fourth pick. Mm-hmm. So they get rid of that pick and they move down. Um, are they building around Zion at this point? Or are they building around Drew Holiday? Because there's two different trains of thought, really, when well, you take a look at it. Drew Holiday's 
more likely to leave before Zion does. Yeah. Or he's if, if you're gonna look at, you know, again restarting or continue to build. First thing you do is clear up cap space. So what you're gonna do? You're gonna get rid of Holiday first and tell him hit the bricks, hit the road. So um, I don't like. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like just seeing how many guys that they picked up, and I was like, just a bunch of AAU guys on the same team now, just getting paid millions to do it. So what I the first thing I thought was that Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. For the last, they're two years in the league. They didn't get it done. They didn't get to the playoffs. And I understand, you know, they're only two years in the league. They had LeBron that second year. That year is kind of messed up. You add Zion Williamson. You add Drew Holiday to that nucleus. They also pick 8, 17, and 35 in this draft. Okay? If you look at their future two, three years down the line, are you paying Lonzo Ball? Are you paying Brandon Ingram? Right? Hart, you know you can sign him for a cheap amount. But those two guys, you're going to hit a level to get big contracts before even Zion does. And you have Drew Holiday's already making over $20 million a year. You can't afford this team. And this isn't the team of guys that you think you're going to get far with, if that makes sense. So do you think that they're going to move those guys out, not keep them? Like, what do you think the Pelicans are thinking right now in the next two to three years? If anyone gets, if anyone gets shipped out, well, first person to ship out is Josh Hart. If Brandon Ingram and Ball decide to become a little bit better, a little more consistent, yeah. obviously those guys are now trade pieces. I feel like, for me, for some reason, just seeing Brandon Ingram's style of play, yeah. is like he's almost like Harrison Barnes, Marvin Williams. He's that guy that he has the height, but he doesn't have the size. So it's like, I can put him at a three, but I can't put him at a four all the time. So, <laughs> so but, but, but then that becomes an issue, right? Yeah. Because like, like the two guys I just stated, because of their size, depending on what team they go to, they either fall to a three or they fall to a four and they become, you know, that in-between depending on how the game is. So what happens? Those guys become trading pieces all the time. Right. So they're like, okay, you know, we'll package up Brendan Ingram because he's a swingman. He's, you know, he's 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, you can move him. Got a good wingspan. He's a little quick. If that team's looking for a quicker team, a quicker, quicker man, yeah. to go with him. But if now they want someone to kind of bend down low and get boards, he's not in the mix. Or a third team's involved and say, okay, we'll take Ingram off your hands. Here's a draft pick in return. Here's that. So that you think those guys, those guys are the movables in that piece. Yeah. That makes sense. Now they also drop back to eight. They pick up Jackson Hayes, big time shot blocker, to stand beside Zion Williamson. And now you got a team that's kind of hard to score on around the basket. Right, you got Lonzo Ball's length, Drew Holiday's. Drew Holiday's an All Star. We, we got to admit, right? He's he's a perennial player in this league. So you have all these pieces together for two or three years. You can be interesting, and like you said, if you can, you know, move Ingram or whatever, and you can bring in an All Star, this team could compete right away. But is it something that you make all those moves and you sacrifice be competitive right away, or do you let Zion build and maybe let maybe him and Ingram and and, and Ball Ball like bond together? You know what I mean? I, it's a wait and see game, I think, but I don't know if it's enough to get them out of the lottery. At this point, you you gotta build. Like you can't keep on like unless you plan to free up cap space and sign a a, a better player that's been in the league for some years. You're gonna continue. You're gonna you're gonna be like this Phoenix Suns, just constantly grabbing a 21 year old, a 22 year old, a 23 year old, a 19 year old, and it's like before you know it, again, your average age is like 23 at best. But you have no real experience. No one's been to the playoffs before. Then you keep on, and then, and then what do you do? That revolving door for now. This this coach gets 
Yeah, new, new coach, new, new lottery, guy. new superstar yeah. comes in. I and get it. The Knicks have been doing it, and look what happened. Oh, my God. We'll get to them in a second. All right, um, on to the Memphis Grizzlies. They move Mike Conley, and it's a massive contract, obviously. Bringing in John Morant, who is the future. John Morant's got a lot of shooting around him. If they bring back JV, they got a post game around them. You got youth around them. Can they get out of the lottery this year with that talent? The, the, the funny thing about all these teams we're talking about yeah. is youth. Yeah, they're the worst of the worst. You got to remember, they, they're drafting early for oh, a reason. Oh, but that's it. But the thing is that all these teams have way too much youth. Right. And that's going to be, that's going to pose an issue when, you, when you're facing veteran teams. You're facing teams that are a little more durable than these guys. Because, like I said, these are guys that are coming in that aren't used to playing an NBA schedule. Have or just probably now, now these guys are just are just now getting onto meal plans and learning the bumps and bruises of the, of the NBA and what it really what it really takes on them, right? Because you saw Lonzo, you saw Lonzo in UCLA. Yep. He was balling every game. Came in the league, got picked up an injury quick, picked up another injury, and I was like, he can he he never really got going 100. percent Yep. So it's like all these young guys coming in now. Are Are you are saying durable. John Morant's gonna get injured? Not, and not he won't get he'll get, I I think he'll pick up an injury but it's nothing Serious. nothing crazy like he'll miss you know two three weeks or whatever maybe a mild ankle sprain but it's that durability it's, it's being able to play that that consistent and that that level every time right yeah well I mean he's six foot three a buck seventy five he's not the biggest player they talked about like his size coming back to haunt him but here's here's what I think I think this team has a tremendous upside John Morant averaged. 20 and 10 in college playing with non-NBA talent players. So you give him, like Jaron Jackson's okay. Jonas Valanciunas is okay. Kyle Korver, I don't think he's going to play a minute for this team. I don't well, think. Well, they said they are going to buy him out. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play a minute for the team. You're, they're going to be young. But, I mean, you give him shot makers. Like Chandler Parsons can knock out a few. You're giving him guys that are, are good basketball players. I think he has a chance to put up great numbers Here's what I don't know. I don't know if that they can turn that into like a winning formula in the league, right? Kyle Anderson's there. CG Miles will play. Like, you know, you have bodies. You, you have you have some veteran people. You have one or two veterans. And a great point guard. Who I, I think he's the next coming of I don't want to say Chris Paul because I hate Chris Paul, but I think he's that guy who averages he's around the top of the league of assists every single year. I think that's what they, they got in this draft. So I don't know. They'll pull out a couple wins. They might the, they might show that they can at least scratch for an A spot. But they're back in the lottery, you're yeah. saying, at the end of the day. Um, the New York Knicks, is there any doubt this team will be in the lottery next year? Oh, they'll be back in. What do you think of R.J. Barrett? I find he's... I can say he's a little... He's, a little, he's, he's like John Morant, but not as explosive. Yeah. He's a little more... I think a little more methodical with how he plays, but I guess like there's guys, there's been guys that come in the league now that were methodical in college, but then they get aggressive. So I was like, I feel like once I feel maybe next week in the in the summer league you might see might see what he is. Well, here's he averaged more than Zion Williamson playing with Zion Williamson. So explosive, you're right. He's a methodical scorer, but he put up a better volume than the next prodigy. For the future of the league, but remember, he's if he's if he's playing point, obviously the ball's gonna be in his hands more. So it's gonna he's gonna get those opportunities. He's gonna have those easy isos that he can get those buckets. 
where someone like Zion, he's not gonna always have it, right? No. Like you like that there was that whole hype about when him and Taco Paul matched up, but it was like as explosive as you were, he's a lot taller than you. Yep. So you're not gonna get all your easy points, all those easy boards around the all those easy offensive rebounds and those quick putbacks or quick tap ins. Yep. You're not getting those, those anymore. Those so it's there. like so someone like Zion now, he's gonna have those he, he's gonna face those issues. Yep. When he comes to the league, he's gonna have the Giannis chase him down and block him from behind and stuff like that, right? So I don't know. Like the Knicks are just that team that they just don't they're almost like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like you know, people, they're almost like the Maple Leafs. People will come, people will always go watch a game yep. to watch other players. Yeah, they're not gonna come. Well, here's the thing. If they sign Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. With R.J. Barrett, they're going to be a great team. If they don't do that, they're back in the lottery. I think R.J. Barrett's the most NBA-ready player in this draft from perspective of scoring, ball handling, defending, size, shape. And he got that from his dad, right? But, I mean, like, going to the Knicks, you have zero plans to build a team around you unless they hit the lottery again, basically, and sign two massive free agents. I'm not sure that he'll have impact outside of him having the ball all the time. And shooting the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. So he's going to learn to score at NBA level quick. Other than that, I don't know if, if he'll even benefit from this year in the league. Because the know. talent around me is so bad. Oh, no, he won't. Like, but that's like, there's some good, like, even Trey Young. Trey Young, I don't feel he learned enough. Like, he had a great season, ended off good and potential rookie of the year. But it's like, you're in Atlanta. Yeah, well, I don't even know who's on that team. Quavo, because Quavo is running over there. Because I seen him, in, I seen him in a jersey more times than some other guys I've seen the court. So, well, let's look at the Atlanta Hawks next. Um, the Atlanta Hawks, I think, had the best draft, mainly because they made some moves. They had the eighth and the tenth pick. They trade up to get the fourth pick. Um, and they got who I think is the best player in that draft altogether. Now, if you look at the Hawks, you, like you said, you don't really know that roster. You're not very excited about that at all. They ended up with the Lakers pick, and they went and they drafted DeAndre Hunter. He's a national champion. He's got the NBA size. He's got 3 and D wingspan. Do you think he helps that team get wins automatically? Mm-mm. You don't think he's good enough? That team looks like a band of misfits. Like they look like a bunch of guys that were on other teams that just sat on the bench and didn't do anything, and you just <laughs> they just bring in you pull them together. Can you admit that Trey Young is a great starting point for an NBA franchise? Not a great starting point. Why not? He's What's a wrong? good. He's a good. He's a good part of the cast for an NBA franchise, but he's not that. That's like that's like putting that same kind of. That's like saying if I'm. Seth Curry had a, an awesome breakout season next year and put up the same numbers as Trey Young. He's the same height. He's just small guys like that can't do it. Like, Allen Iverson did it, and that was, like, you can say an anomaly. Like, I haven't seen another small guy of that, of that stature do such amazing things and set and set notice to, like, small point guards. In the so NBA. you're saying the problem is the longevity of him doing it? Or yeah. you think he can't get it done? Now... He, they have a 3 and D wing, and they also have Cam Reddish. Do you know about Cam? Yeah, well, they're saying Cam. They're saying Cam was more ready than than RJ and Zion. Which thank you. But the thing is that you can say they'll they, they say that, but then he's got to show with, it. But when it came to March Madness, he was he wasn't as consistent. He was, as he was those. well. He was hurt. 
He sat out a game. He was not as consistent as those guys. Doesn't have the ball, same touches. But he's got the NBA skill set today. He's got NBA size. He's got shoulder span. He's got a jump shot. He could play defense. He's, I mean, you put him on this team. This team's young and hungry. And like you said, a band of misfits sounds about right. Um, I think the Atlanta Hawks won the draft and they're going to be set to do some woodwork in the future. Getting out of the lottery, though, I don't know, but they're in the East. If there's anything you can say pause about is they're in the East. And the East isn't getting much better. Yeah, the East got worse for yeah, some reason. The East is not going to get better. It got, so. it got a little rough, and I don't like. I said, with 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 the possible with the possible departing of Kyrie, it's like I yeah, don't understand. It's like Boston can still get in there, but now another team can now can slide in. Right? So it's like you don't know what's gonna happen, and then the whole Kyrie like so uh, Kevin Durant, but it's like Kevin Durant's a washout. Doesn't make a difference who signs him. You know, you're not seeing him next year. You know you're not seeing Clay Thompson either, so it's like yep. you can't worry about you know if a team signs him and then takes Kyrie. Yep. You're only getting one star. You're only getting one star next year, so I don't know. Not that impressed right now. Not that ready for them. Okay, he is not going to be the same next year. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves end up with Jarrett Culver. Is Jarrett Culver Andrew Wiggins that they wanted? Is he like the the version of Andrew Wiggins? Oh, right now, seeing, uh, seeing, like is he, seeing, is he the real? Seeing, but that's the thing is, what you saw in Jared is the same thing you saw in Wiggins, and that's why you hired. That's, that's why you picked him up. So it's like, even he gets when he gets to the league, will he get that opportunity? Yes, yes, I, he will. He get the league, but then who now suffers from that? Who rides? Who Andrew rides? Wiggins. But the thing is that you have that money, all that money you put into him, you can't let him. You can't suffer that much because now, now you're paying him all that money to split minutes with a rookie. Yeah, and then you can't get, and then you can't dump that contract because he's not producing I mean, enough. You're not going to sit him. You're going to play him as well. Oh, of but, course. But I'm saying, like he's, I, I think if Cam Reddish is the most NBA ready player because of skill set. Uh, Jarrett Culver is NBA ready, not so much skill set, just the physicality of the NBA game. This guy is pro contact. He's pro getting to the basket. He's pro working hard. He's everything Andrew Wiggins wasn't that we thought he would be when they took him number one. Um, I think it's a good, it's a solution, a good solution. Um, the last team, the Phoenix Suns, the losers of the NBA draft, if you will. If you will. They've been losers for a while. They move the number six pick to Minnesota, and they get Dario Saric and the 11th pick. The 11th pick ends up being Cameron Johnson. Cameron Johnson's a five-year senior, so he's going into the league at 23 years old. Here's my switch, though. Cameron Johnson is the best shooter in the draft, bar none, hands down, 100%. Mainly because he's had five years to work on it. Don't get me wrong. But a young Phoenix Suns team that already has a superstar in Devin Booker, you have the number one pick last year in DeAndre who's playing well. What do you need? You need a knockdown shooter who can defend. They went and got that guy. And because you know you're paying Aiden Max and you're going to pay Booker Max, you can't afford to have a third Max guy. This is a great guy you're going to get and keep on this roster at $10, 12000000 million. Why was this a bad move, you think? I don't think it's a bad move because if he ends up turning out to be who you want, I don't need those points then from Booker. I'll, I'll take them from him so you can move Booker. You can't move Booker. 
You could. Can't move. Him. Anyone's movable. He's a lifetime son. Anyone is movable. He's a max you've player. Seen, you've seen the last couple of seasons. Yeah. You, anyone's yeah. movable. Guys move. So it's like, but the thing is, again, if Booker wants that money, but you see he's coming up now. But like, all I need is a decent point guard. We get a decent point guard. You let him walk. We save that cap space. And our two younger players can still develop. We still hold on to a bit more money. And then you go back into the draft again. And get more. Get but what I'm saying, though, is that Devin Booker is a max player, okay? DeAndre is a, a, a Aiden is a number one pick, most likely going to be around a max player. He, he had a great first season in the NBA for a rookie. You just brought in a guy that you know is not going to be a max player because he's already 23 years old. He's lucky to go 11th. That's how he feels right now. You don't got to pay him that much. He's a great third piece if it works out. Don't get me wrong. And you have Dario Saric, who's, who's no slouch of himself. You picked him up as well. I think Phoenix did a really good job in this draft. I don't know why everyone says they're going to lose it. I think three or four years down the line, we're going to talk about how good they did in this draft. I don't know about that. I know. They I picked know. up some guys, but it was like, I still, they still produce nothing. Only thing that, only, the only time you hear about the Suns is when Devin Booker drops 70 points. <laughs> that's, well, that's true. But maybe next year you hear about some more. Because I think they did a good job. That's, that's what I'm kind of saying. I heard two things. I heard two things from last year. From Phoenix last year? The only two things was the first one was the start of the season. Aiton signs with Puma. Yep. Devin Booker drops 70 points. <laughs> that was it. That, that was, was it. the year. And they're back in the... And this, and you think they're back in the lottery next year? Oh, of course, hundred percent. There, there's no way they get it. Top okay. five, top five. I have, I have two more interesting drafts. Throw a lot more picks. I get it. All of them weren't like exciting. Um, Taco Fall, Boston Celtics. Um, I don't know. He's just he's not ready yet. Like he's seven foot six. He's not ready yet. Do you think he'll ever get minutes in this league? He will. But yeah. Just, he will, but he's 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 gone to the wrong team. You think so? Yeah, I think that's the perfect fit. Like, no, because look, Boban Marjanovic is yeah the same height. Yeah, but the thing is that where did he start? He start you know, he started in Boban started in, in San Antonio. Yeah, right? so he he didn't get a lot of minutes, but the minutes that he did, he had one job and one job only. Yep. So it get, he slowly progressed and he started getting more. Okay, minutes. okay, and now it was like Philly. Boston, you put him in Boston. What you, you're gonna either not play him for a string of games or you're gonna put him in garbage time, so it's gonna take longer for him to develop. Or if they're smart, they just say, you know what, give him that two way contract so you can play a couple games in the G League and come back, come back up and get I, some I, minutes. I think he, there's no G League for him. I think he's gonna come in the game, they're gonna give him the ball, he's gonna go and try to dunk it, and that's all he's gonna be good for. And he's gonna come in for small stints, and that's uh, JaVale McGee. I think he's gonna be JaVale McGee stint type player, and that's all he's got on him. Uh, sorry, I have three. Uh, the Cavaliers draft Darius. Garland, all the hype, played five games in college, and he's going to play right next to Sexton, who they drafted last year. I don't understand what Cleveland's doing. I'm not sure if they've decided Sexton's not the guy already, but the way the size works, these two have to play together in a backcourt, which leaves them completely undersized. Garland looks like he was a decent scorer in college, but at the NBA level, we talk about this all the time, unless you're blistering quick. Um, if you're under six five in this league, it's gonna be hard for you to, to make a name for yourself. Um, what do you think of Garland? To say you didn't, if did you not see him play? I seen him play, but it's just like it's an undersized. It's a very undersized team in general. Like they don't have any real guidance. Like they're like they got Kevin Love. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what you. That's I, what you. Whole, I don't know why they're holding on to Kevin Love for. It. It's like. 
you're you're gonna surround him with a bunch of young players, and then you're not. It's not. It's not like it's not like you're getting the Kevin Love of old, where he's dropping, where he's grabbing thirty and twenty, and you put him around a bunch of young players because it's like you guys can't shoot. I'll just I'll, I'll get the garbage points then. Do you think Saxton and Cal- and Culver could not Culver? Sorry, Garland could be the new Portland. Do you do you see the possibility of them you're turning talking, into? You're talking crazy. No way. Eh? It's not that not even close. Nothing that's gonna happen there. Okay, and I have one more for you. Ball ball goes to the Denver Nuggets. Um, steal or no steal? I think it's a steal because he it, it, it because it's not like he didn't have it's not like he had a bad college career he was playing he was playing fine yep i think at one point i can't remember when but they were like ranked sixth he was he was top five he and was they, a top five yeah. lottery pick and it was just it was just a foot injury that yep put him out where i would be more i'd be more worried if it was sharif o'neal yeah that had gone out for heart surgery something like and then that came as that i was going into the job and i'm like well, you haven't really shown much yeah but you've seen Bobo, you've seen him in you've seen him in high school a little bit. You saw him in college. He was he was doing he's hitting hitting from threes and stuff. So him going to him going to the Nuggets, and he'll get a little bit of burn. Yep. But the thing is that he doesn't have to worry about banging inside because you got you got Jokic there. Yep. So he can he can afford to spread out and he'll I think he'll I think he'll do fine. I think it's gonna be I think it's a great steal. I mean, here's here's my comparison too. Like Joel Embiid had problems. Mm-hmm. When you first drafted him, you had to wait a bit, but look what you got now. Of course, and the Denver Nuggets can afford to wait, right? A, they got him in the second round, so let's let's start with that. But B, you're already a good basketball team, so if you got to wait, you know, halfway through the season for Bull Bull to get in and he gets ready, and you got to wait maybe a year for him, but he's gonna come out and play like that, seven two, knocking down jumpers, going in the post for you, driving in the hoop. I mean, if he's a slower Kevin Durant on the Denver Nuggets. The West is wide open this Whoa, year. We can't throw on Kevin Durant. I, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. We threw, we, I'm they, sorry for the comparison. They, they've been throwing on that name too many times. Remember, I, I just got you remember excited. Toronto people remember Bruno Caboclo. Yes. They were like, ah, he's Bruno's hey, another hey. K, another KD. What if Bruno and John Morant start tearing it up next year Whoa, in the you league? Calm down there. We're talking, you're talking <laughs> reckless. What if hypotheticals? No, no, that's not hypothetical. No. That's just nonsense. <laughs> All right, uh, hit us up on social and let us know what you think of the NBA draft. I think I am I am predicting eight All Stars were drafted um, in 2019, which would make this one of the best drafts ever. By the way, uh, how many do you have, Mark? Um, I say, well, I want to say I want to say two, but I, I'm thinking four. I want to say I'm, two. I'm thinking I'm thinking two will be, you know. Standalone and two will be like okay, they once have once in a potential. while they get there. It, it, the other two will be this is not their season, it'll yep. be next season that they blow up. Wow, um, we, we didn't talk about Kobe White, I don't like him, that's why I didn't bring him up. But let's be honest, the Bulls are back in the lottery next year, of course. They're not getting better with this you pick. know how many teams I'm telling you, 2K is not gonna be fun next year. Eh, Whoever's gonna buy it, don't buy it, don't buy it because you're not getting KD at all. Wow, and don't no. modify your roster so you can get everyone in because you're cheating. <laughs> um, all right, and the, the, the Wizards drafted uh Rui Huchi Namura, I forget his name. They didn't even talk to this guy, they just picked him and I, they're done. I don't know what they're doing, they're, they're done. That's right. a little weird. So, you you said two name, name the two all stars for sure that you for sure are in. Um. It's got to be Zion, obviously. One. And then, 
I wouldn't be sad. I feel some my something my something my guts telling me that John Morant would just outshine um, RJ RJ a bit, but just given the team setting, what he yeah. has around. I'm him, not right? saying next year. I'm saying in general, how many players are all stars? In, in, in general, like in their career. In their careers, how many players are all stars? That's why I, I said I eight. Two. Wow. Yeah, you got to be a special breed to continue to continue to play good. You're killing me right now. You're you're talking reckless. I don't know what you're talking. About. Eight. I think I got eight. No, if you, if you wanted you, if you if you're confident, we put some we put something down. This. Oh my god. This is a podcast. We can always go back, and, and the fans can too. So <laughs> <laughs> the listeners can find out you're talking crazy. Yeah. All right. We're gonna go figure some stuff out here. We'll be back with Team Podcast. You can catch the Team Podcast anywhere you get your podcast. So that includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you get yours. Also hit us up on our favorite social media sites, which includes Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and my personal favorite, Tumblr. One, go. All right. Welcome back to the Team Podcast. It's Nash, Smythe, uh, AEW, Smythe. Ah, AEW. I mean. Now they had their pay-per-view, what? A, m- it's a month, about a month ago? ago. It's about a month, a month ago. And they're building into the second one. That was double or nothing. Yep. And they had a pay- they had a pay per view a couple months back. Um, I think it was called All In. All In was, but the it first wasn't one. officially under no, the AE. It was like, yeah. Branding. No, it was like Cody Rose just like did a pay per view basically. Mm-hmm. So, in case you guys have been under a rock recently, AEW is All Elite Wrestling. Yep. The new promotion coming up. Um, it's going to be airing on TNT. Yep. Um, Khan, the owner of the Jaguars? Yeah, ex-owner, or is he the son no, of owner? No, he's, he's current owner. Current right, owner okay. of the Jaguars. So, th- so this is this is backed up by serious money. Yep. Serious money. And did you catch and you and did you catch the pay-per-view? Any of the pay-per-views so far? Double or nothing? Did you watch that? I watched the whole thing. Yeah? Yeah. It reminds me of old school wrestling. Yeah. Because the final match, uh, both the Rose brothers... Um, Kill each other? Basically. <laughs> it was a bloody match. Yep. Um, and then at the end, they both hugged, respect each other, all that stuff. It was it was actually gold. You want to hear the, the actual... Like, oh, the actual end of it was um, Cody turned around and was like, Hey, Dustin, I can't let you leave because yeah. I need a partner yeah. for All yeah, Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they hug and they embrace, and now they're going to tag up against I think it's the Young Bucks I'm not sure but I'm like it was just it was one of those moments in wrestling and what they try to do is create constant moments that get the fans like involved in the product they're bringing them yeah they're bringing it back to the wrestling like the the pure like you can see there's there's a hole there that WWE just couldn't quite fill because I I hear you and, and Wells always complaining about the WWE doesn't feel right right now. There's I tweet about it all the time. Yeah, doesn't feel right right now. They're underserving, and this is what I think AEW can feel. Yeah. Um. Awesome pay per view. They had a bunch of promos on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out, they're they're doing that right now. A bunch of things on um pay per view. Now this this is this is going back, and a lot of people are comparing it to Monday Night Wars. Yep. It's not there yet. No. It's not even close to there yet. And and AEW keeps saying they're not in competition with. WWE no, and because they understand that they're not they're not going to reach that level for a very long time. Mm-hmm. WWE now is starting to open a performance center in Saudi Arabia. They're look, yeah. going around the world looking for talent to bring on TV. Uh, AEW is trying to put together a great wrestling product, and because they think like if you listen to them, they don't think WWE is a great wrestling product. They think it's a multimedia machine. Yes, but they don't think the actual cores of wrestling 
are are being covered by them, mm-hmm. which is interesting because they're bringing on anyone who can compare the two, mm-hmm. right? Um, Todd Dillinger went over there. Sean Spears is his actual yeah. name. Ask him about WWE, yeah. right? John Moxley went over there. Formerly Dean Ambrose. Ask him about WWE. Yeah, we'll get into that. That, yeah. that that Jericho interview. We'll get into that too. Now, the the thing about the thing about AE, it it looks it looks good. Oh yeah, it looks good. The well production. Presentation is beautiful. Not like an ECW. Even, as much as I liked ECW back yeah. in it was the nineties, right? Yeah. Back in the nineties, much it it looked cheap. Yeah. It looked, yeah. It looked like it was cable access. Yeah. It looked cheap and all that kind of it's stuff. It, yeah, they, they probably didn't have the money back in yeah. mind. But this looks beautiful. It lo- Again, back to when WCW was at its height, yeah. and it just looked nice. Pre- presentation, it, it everything. Comparable like New Japan. It's a massive arena. You know, they have all the camera shots going around. Like the action's focused in around the ring. Like it's it's very. It, it looks very good. The set was was beautiful, double or nothing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A shot, I guess. I mean, um, they knew what they're doing, and, and they know how to put on a production. If mm. that makes sense, I don't know what the people are behind the scenes, but we know Con- Tony Khan has the money, yes. obviously. Yeah. And between like Rhodes, between Chris Jericho, those guys know the shots and the angles and stuff, and I'm sure they know who to hire to make a good product. They got that going for them. Um. Now this this is the funny thing though. This is what I've been thinking. I've been trying to put this through my head. I'm like, WWE likes this. You think so? They love this, and they're hoping that it's successful. It's successful. When was the best time in WWE? That's right, Monday Night Wars. Monday Night Wars. Before that, it was um, oh what was it? What was the one they were fighting with back in the 70s, 80s, and stuff like that. I can't remember. Anyway, South, there was there was another there was another Southern whatever. Yeah, there was another production they were fighting with, and that's yeah. where w, that was when um, cable came into the picture yeah. and stuff like that, and then it came up. Um, and WWE again, if you go and you have and you have the WWE network, what do they always put up on a banner? Monday Night Wars. Yeah. M- mainly, they're saying, "Hey, we beat WCW," yeah. and we they're the and they're Night basically Wars. patting on their back. Yeah. But that was like. As far as we're concerned, before like Hulk Hogan and stuff like that came in, that was arguably the best time in wrestling. Yep. When you had the two factions fighting, obviously the NWO stuff got tired, and they basically well, that's how they lost. Yeah, that's basically that's how they lose the Monday Night Wars. They didn't really have a long term plan, and they start WCW. I'm talking about, and they yeah. start. They didn't really develop their their younger guys and stuff like that, and all the older guys they, took over. They, but, they um, but that's what they put up. As the golden age are the one of the best parts of wrestling, the Attitude Era, all yep. that kind of stuff, and you can see WWE constantly trying to recreate that yep. within their own Raw company. versus SmackDown. And what's that? What's that other smaller uh, NXT? NXT. They're trying to separate NXT and have that yep. a little thing. Um, but I mean, they're, they're failing. But they they're trying. Yeah. They're trying. Well, the the thing I I hate about it because what was the last super hot angle they had i don't know when the nxt guys invaded Raw. yes sorry you're right, right? yeah yes yes when yes. nexus came that was hot fire who are all these guys you want to know who they all were we want to see all of them we want to see their finishing moves we want to see who would overcome them yes and then you know john cena dropped everybody out and, yeah. and all those careers got ruined but i mean they they have the talent pool to make a million incredible storylines happen and they stick to what sells merchandise because us as fans, we don't see the money they make behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So there's money. In, well, we can. Well, anyone can see it. Like, you uh, yeah, can probably yeah. Google it and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's money in like Bailey with her hugger, lame, 
thing like winning the championship yeah. there's money involved in that there's mm-hmm. money in charlotte flair winning 17 world championships because mm-hmm. they can sell that for a million t-shirts mm-hmm. right uh seth rollins burned down they can sell a million t-shirts that way brock lesnar winning money in the bank makes sense because brock lesnar is the draw even though he doesn't care about the product but do you like that i here's the thing about it like I, Hey, go on, go on. Sorry, sorry. I mean, I I would love to say, oh my god, I hate it, but the company has to make money. What I think is changing is they got the Fox deal, and the Fox deal and the Saudi Arabia deal are more important than all the merchandise. Well, apparently the NXT, there's going to be something with the NXT and the right? Fox deal. Apparently, I think NXT is going to go over the Fox something. Like that. They'll go to and Fox then, as well, and then WWE is going to do something else. But I, that's what I that's what I was reading and seeing something well, about. So, Fo- I, but I'm not sure yet. SmackDown Fox is taking SmackDown, so SmackDown is moving to Fox. Okay. That's the biggest deal they're going to have. And that's the end of this year, later this year. So all their top talent's going to go to SmackDown. That's that's for sure. Are they are they separating separating the brand, do you know? Or, yeah, the brands are always separate. Or separating. they're going to be crossing over. What they're trying to do. They're, they're having both brands cross over now. Because mm-hmm. Fox is like, oh, no, I want the top guys. Obviously, oh, yeah, obviously. obviously. Paying, I want all the top talent over here, mm-hmm. right? Which now makes sense. So now they're saying that superstars from Raw can cross with a SmackDown, SmackDown cross with a Raw. Yeah. So you're seeing the top guys are just doing both but shows. But see, see what I'm saying? Like, they tried to have that separation, but yet they, they still can't. They can't. They can't. Can't because, do it because they answer to shareholders. Yeah, right. And what they want is what happens. And what you said, and what you said was great because the NXT stuff that was awesome when they oh, came in. That was awesome, amazing. Long but way. the fact is, they're like, oh, okay, now we have these big guys on NXT. Yeah, let's bring the WWE. And now you can't really get into NXT now because eventually that your favorite guy in NXT eventually he's gonna go to WWE. And he's gonna suck. That's most of the time. And yeah, and that's the thing. He might not get under. He might not get developed yeah. properly. He might get well. He's dumped to the bottom of the card. You can't really do much at that. Point. Um. So like you're seeing guys not really getting developed properly. Um, and we can get into the the Jericho podcast yeah. when you had Dean Ambrose slash John, John Moxley. Moxley. Um, fascinating podcast. So basically, what he was talking about was um, is still Vince McMahon's show. Yeah. Vince McMahon pretty much runs everything and they pass all the storylines past him. And most of the wrestlers don't really have creative control of their own characters. They write stupid things for him. Like he was talking about, um, uh, Dean Ambrose was talking that they had him going after, um, what's his friends there? Seth Rollins. No, the bigger oh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, who going through cancer. Yeah. But they're writing the cancer into the storylines. Into the storylines. And, and they're friends. Him. And. Yeah. They had him saying awful things about his cancer and stuff like that, and he didn't want to say it, but being the team player that he was, he's like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And if you listen to the podcast, he was saying, yes, he was just biding his time before he left. Even before he knew AEW was there, yep. he was just biding the time before he yep, left. And, so, right now. and what what makes it incredible is that what we forget is Dean Ambrose has been at the top of the company. He's been a multi-time. I think he's one of the best. Yes. He's been a multi-time WWE champion. So forget, you know, a lot of times what happens is the stories don't work out for characters. So a guy comes over, he's a great wrestler elsewhere, he shows up, and they have him playing the jobber role or losing all the time or yeah. being a bottom of the card. Dean Ambrose came up to the WWE system and, and was the top champion of the company. And this guy was saying, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. They booked him beating everybody. Yeah. And he's like, I need to leave. Mm-hmm. But when the the thing with him talking to Jericho is when he was breaking down the actual creative process, yes. his frustration was the realest thing I've seen. Oh man, in a very long <laughs> yeah. time. Like he was like, listen, like, 
And I was like, Vince, I don't know if this is a good idea. And he's like, yeah, this is great. You should do it. And he was like, it's so much stupid stuff. And yes. he was saying these things that were like ridiculous. And you understand it. And like he had so much better ideas for himself, yeah. you know, and it didn't work. And he also talked about his match with Brock Lesnar. Um, at yeah, 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 before. yeah. And he said he had so many ideas for Brock and things they could do. Um, and Brock just wasn't interested, you know, and you and. For him, because if you watch him now, I watch him in New Japan. He just won their United States Championship there, mm-hmm. you know, and he cuts an insane promo. We finished it, and he beats up some regular jobber guy, yeah, and that's cool. But after he cuts a promo with the jobber guy, the guy's all beat up. Mm-hmm. He has the guy holding his towel, and it's like, hey, me and you, man, like you're gonna be a star, and I'm gonna carry you, whatever. So even though he beats a guy up and he crushed him, he's still getting this guy over, getting valuable TV time. Yeah. Now they're going to do a tag team match together. Mm. And he's helping that guy's career. That's what he thinks wrestling should be about. I agree. Like, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to beat a guy. That's great. But you don't have to, like, ruin his. Well, the way the WWE is, and you and, and you hear this all the time about Vince McMahon. Yeah. He picks, he selects the guys that are he wants to be superstars. Yeah. He, or he tries to make superstars. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't think wrestling works that way, really. You want it to be the fans it, pick. It really, the, the fans pick. Yeah. The fans pick. I mean... You can kind of push a guy, yeah, but mostly the fans pick who they want. To and win. to me, wrestling isn't that guy who gets a perfect promo written for him and all that kind of stuff like that. It's that guy who was, when he was, I don't know, 15, he was in his backyard trying to do flips and coming up with a character in yeah. his own head yeah, and how this character is going to work and, and how fans, that guy is going to work. love that character. And... I can maybe see AEW doing this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how exactly the creative stuff works. They yeah. probably have like there's probably like a a giant storyline because this is how WCW worked. Yeah, those guys came up with the ideas and whatnot. No, Kevin Nash. Okay. Kevin Nash and those guys. <laughs> those guys came with the ideas and never. But, but it was a lot. Of, it was a lot, of, a lot of other wrestlers were yeah. were had their own in on how we're going to develop my character, how we're going to create my character. They had a like lot that. of creative control. So the AEW route is because guys aren't fighting four or five times scrummer. They don't have the kind of shows WWE has. No, they can't. They can't. Right? So we saw Chris Jericho. He fights Kenny Omega at Double or Nothing. Yeah. It's going to be two months before he fights uh, Hangman Page for the AEW Championship. Mm. So they have two months to build this fight. They don't have a television spot, so it's all social media. I thought they are on TNT. YouTube. Not yet. Not yet? Okay. the end of the year. So, so they're building this fight that's going to happen social media. It's YouTube. It's YouTube, interviews yeah, 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 and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Right? Um, but the point is, like, even though... They're very they're very um, basement, ground up. Like, they're, oh, they're, yeah. they're just they're, building they're right now. They're, they're, they're just starting right but, now. But um, Chris Jericho fights Kenny Omega. Chris Jericho beats Kenny Omega. Okay. Yeah. Then Moxie comes in, knocks Jericho out. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes, right? yes. Awesome. And, and now... Instead of Jericho standing up to him, Jericho gets beat up, even though he just won the match. Mm-hmm. So now that makes Kenny Omega look strong because he's fighting John Moxley. Yeah. So now the crowd's like, even though this guy lost, oh man, look, he's fighting this new guy, you know? And at the end now, because, you know, Kenny Omega's just in a fight, Moxley beats him up. Mm-hmm. Well, now we want to see Moxley and um, Kenny Omega yeah. fight. You yeah. know what I mean? That's how wrestling should work. Yeah. Everyone looks good. Yeah. You don't have to win every match. No. Right? But WWE has guys that lose over. Well, WWE has a huge roster. That's and, and that, that's maybe that's another too. problem. That's why I keep time. saying I think WWE WWE wants us to succeed because yeah. hey, maybe take some of our guys. Maybe, yeah, we, yeah, have yeah. Too many. <laughs> we got we got to shave this down a little bit. Because we we have we have too many guys. And maybe and and there's some just just I don't know. I, I'm hoping they're going to be kind of an innovator of the like of the of the of of wrestling and whatnot. Because I've always thought 
we see a lot of these guys too much. I always oh. thought that WE, WC, WWE, I'm getting really... Yeah, there's just so many, and they all start with them. Anyway. Should have a season. Yeah. Or at least have a, a steady rotation. Maybe John Cena, again, he's not that, there that much anyway. Maybe John Cena only wrestles for five months. Yeah. And then he gets that off the yeah. rest of the year. And then you bring in somebody else for the remaining of the year. Yeah. Like, have a rotation of guys, have a time off for these guys, five months on, five months. But it used to be like that, because remember mm-hmm. when, okay, for instance, Undertaker. Undertaker disappeared for like six months. Those are the bigger guys, yeah, though. But I'm saying maybe some of the regular the, guys. Regular guys getting I mean, time off and stuff like that. The big guys are like Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, those guys. Yeah. Give them time. Let them lose the belt and go away for a little while. Six I months mean, on, six months off. Something like something that. Something like that. Something like that. So then you have a run, and the run's memorable. Then you disappear, create a new character, come back. You know, um... Or it even it even helps the wrestling because it's like I'm I'm guessing this is so tiring oh for these guys. I, first of all, they wrestle so many shows that these guys literally fight four or five times a week, which breaks down anyone's body. Yeah. But also, I don't need to see Kofi Kingston winning a match every single week. He's the champion. Yes. What if he fights once a pay per view or whatever? Just don't you don't need him on TV. He just do something else on TV. Or he can be on TV. He doesn't have to fight. Have, he doesn't have to yeah. fight every time. Like you know, he's the champion. I get it. I don't need to see him win a hundred matches to know he's the champion. Just like let them, mm. you know, I need to see other guys on TV because there's a lot of guys I don't even get that we might be interested in seeing, yeah. you know? Now, I've always, I've always said success. Uh, we've talked about this many times. Like success, especially success for companies. Yeah. That's how you get fat and lazy and stuff like that. Yep. And don't get me wrong. I think WWE had a great year. Yeah. Some things, it, it, maybe it tailed off a little bit. Like as far as the women's division, is that a success? Do you think? So the one thing WWE, they have the best women's division in wrestling, period. is it successful though? Absolutely, nothing comes close. Mm. Now, making them the main event of WrestleMania, that's what I mean. Is that the best idea? Well, it also hurt that they came on at midnight, like the main, the, the yeah. last match oh, it's so late. was that at midnight. It's so late. Who wants a five hour pay per view? And like, who for that matter, who wants a three hour Raw? Uh, exactly, but 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 and to their respect. For women, they are fantastic. No doubt, they are not the the backflips and stage dives. They don't do it at the same level as the guys do. Yeah, maybe you don't base your company on that. You can do it for a bit, but I don't think WrestleMania is the platform. And maybe you did it once, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But if you want to showcase the best wrestling you have, and or maybe it's not there yet. That's why I was. That's why I was asking the question: Are they are they successful? Are are they there yet? Well, Charlotte Flair is there. Yeah. Okay. And I'll I'll say I'll say it. I can say straight up: If Charlotte Flair main events anything, her athleticism, everything, she's top of the yeah, line. Yeah, for sure. But she for sure was the shining star of that. Becky Lynch isn't there, mm-hmm. just talent wise. And Ronda Rousey's totally new to wrestling. She yeah. only did it for a year. So you she's know, not even there, she's not even really there no, anymore. she's not there yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she did her year, and she's yeah. got like you know whatever, and she's a celebrity. It's fine. Um. I thought that was a mistake, right? With the Ronda Rousey? Yeah. Uh, with just that main eventing, that being the last match. I Third, whatever, yeah, right? Okay. People have been hot for it. If it came on around like 9, 10, mm-hmm. like prime time, fantastic. But for it to close... Well, the, again, the mistake I was thinking is like, it was on at midnight. Yeah, well, no. But like, who's staying up till midnight to watch it? I know. Pure wrestling enthusiasts, right? The wrestling fans stay yeah. up to watch that. And they're going to be like, oh, I don't know. Five it, hours. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, but it, it's WrestleMania. It's yeah. Super Bowl. It's supposed to be longer. But I think their time should have been like Ronda Rousey, 9 p.m. Everyone's awake to watch. Well, they're supposed it. to be the main event. That's a, yeah. Maybe if you shorten the maybe if you shortened it, you can't you can't shorten WrestleMania? You can. No, you they can't. can. Like, if if you pay all that money, to how go many matches there, were how many matches were in there? Do you think? Okay, this doesn't need to be there. Uh, yeah, well, I think it was 19 that's matches. A, that's by I'm the telling end of the whole you. Thing. That's I'm t- 19 matches. Yeah. How many of those matches needed to be in that? Not a lot. No, but you know what? Yes, but if you're a wrestler, don't you want to be at WrestleMania? 
Of course you do. Squeeze me. But you don't need to be there. You don't need to be there. And these are the mistake. These are some of the mistakes I'm saying that WWE is making. Yeah. And this is where AEW comes in, and maybe. I really hope they're successful. Like I, I am so excited. I, I think, really hope they're successful to bring I think this back. For what they are, they'll be successful. Mm-hmm. Can they compete with WWE in the long run? I'm not sure. Maybe and the main reason I have is the amount of household names in WWE that aren't in AEW. They need a lot more John Moxley's to cross over for AEW for them to get the household recognition because Cherish Jericho's fifty. Oh yeah, yeah, he's right. not. He's not. He's not. He's not there for a long term. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll be their first champion. Hold the belt for like a year, and he'll lose it to like I don't know. But um, uh, Kenny Omega, superstar in Japan, no one knows him in North America. How many guys do you think are in WWE right now, chomping on the bit together? Almost half the roster, I think, wants out of that. There are so, guys that openly want out of their contract. So, so remember, remember um, WCW when um, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went over. Yeah, champ. I think they were both champions. Two of the better wrestlers in yep. WWE at a time. Took the money. Remember when one two three? Where do you think one two three kid was slotted in WWE, WWE at a time? Fortieth? Yeah, fiftieth. Well, but he was part of DX, so he was like mid level. No, no, that was after. That was yeah, after. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good so call. he's might, he might have been like 40, yeah, 50 yeah. on the roster. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now he was one of the first guys to cross over. Oh yeah. And what happened to him when he became Xbox? Yeah. One of the biggest stars on, on the on the on the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of the WWE stars are thinking. It's like go over them. I need to get over here. I need to get out of there now. Yeah. And crossover now because if they're one of the first, you have a chance to climb that roster. They have right? a chance to climb that to be one of the biggest superstars. Now I got a couple of names for you. Say what? Are, what do you think? It's yeah, good yeah, or yeah. not? Whatever. Going over or whatever. Rey Mysterio. No. 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 And the only reason why is I think WWE will pay him so much money to stay. And the thing about like for instance, but will it be good for him to go over? There oh, now? his career to go yes, over there. Yes. Period. Uh, he's he's pushing fifty two. I know. Yeah. I mean, would it be good for his career? Yeah, it would Maybe. be. Yeah. Career international for his name, but like. But you, you're a wrestling fan. I'm asking you. Do you want? Would you want to see that? Oh, Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio is one of the biggest names. Yeah. I got more names, so you don't. Have to, you don't. Oh, you okay. can disagree. You can disagree. I'm gonna say no. No. Ray Mysterio. Ronda Rousey. Absolutely. 100. percent Absolutely. 100. She, she would be the whole. Now, I, now she probably went away to do her, do her little family and stuff yeah. like that. But her little family. Can you <laughs> imagine? Can you imagine if she came back in AEW? Oh, insane. She would be the one of the biggest stars instantly. Oh yeah, instantly. Daniel Bryan. No, I think they're underusing him in WWE. But I think they're they I don't think they like him over there. I think it's by choice they're underusing WWE. He yeah, I don't think they like him. I don't because he's not big. He's not that, that big guy that that Vince McMahon likes. Yeah, but I I, I don't. But know he if but his the crowd loves him. What, I don't think his style is what AEW is going to be about because AEW is like about half hour matches that are all storytelling. That's fine. The crowd loves him though. Yeah, that's the crowd true. loves him. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Sasha Banks. Yep, out gone. AW she, I know she wants to go. Oh yeah, hundred percent. She wants to go. Hundred percent, she wants to be there. Rusev. Yep. Yeah. Huge star over there. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's from Robbie Root. Robert Root. <laughs> Robert Root. Complete. Where did that theme song go? I don't. I remember. Theme. I remember when that guy first came. Yep. You I, couldn't wait to hear that oh theme song. Oh my god! I was like, <laughs> this is the most. But. Now he's he's older now. I think he's in his mid thirties now. I think. I think yeah, he's around. He's almost. Yeah. He's almost. He's been wrestling for a very long time. Yeah. But the thing I hate about like like for instance for him, he was in NXT and he had a gimmick that was gold. It was the same gimmick, you know. I'm the shiny whatever, and I'm the champ, and like I'm too classy, and I. But what happened when they went over to WWE? They made him a good guy. I know. Because everyone liked him as a bad guy, but I'm like, 
it's okay for everyone to like you in your bed. Just go over there, do your, you know. Like, I'll just a quick aside. Remember John Bradshaw Layfield? Yes. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. Yes. He was such a jerk. I love the bad guys. Though. Yeah. I, 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 I love the bad I guys. I love that guy. Like, I don't know. And they just left it. Like, why? Like, did they make him a good guy? No. Why mess with Bobby Roode? Cedric Alexander. Oh? Very athletic. Yeah. Very underused. That's Very. Fair. But do you think he has star potential written on him? Like, do you see this, him? But this is what I'm talking about. When the yeah. one, two, again, think about the one, two, three kid. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He was yeah. not a star in WWE. No. As soon as he crossed over. But as soon as he crossed over. Big star, X Pac. Name like six or something like that. No X Pac. He came back as like, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I think he came back as six or something yeah, like that yeah. or whatever. Um, Samoa Joe. Oh yeah, he'd be a staple over there. He should be running over there right now. Yep. <laughs> he should be like, yo, let me have my contract. I'm going yep. over there right now. Um, Eric Young, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is the one I like. I think he should go over there 100. Drew McIntyre. Here's the thing. Drew McIntyre would be great anywhere. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> He go anywhere. What is he doing now anyway? He's with Shane McMahon, but he's he's wrestling. He's in a main pay per view tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Stomping grounds. He's he's got one of the big match cards there. He's a big time player. Um, the, the thing now AEW can't afford to get all these guys. They can't they can't get everybody. But here's they don't, but you want to be one of the first. Yeah, but he, they, so AEW don't doesn't sign exclusive like like John Moxley's not exclusive to AEW. Mm-hmm. He's currently wrestling in New Japan. He's free to go wherever he wants because his AEW contract only has I don't know six dates. Yeah. So. AEW, they're one of their main problems, really, is going to be you're not going to know who's the promotion or who's not. You're going to see you guys wrestling all over the place. For now. Yeah, when the For weekly now. show happens, I'm, I would be interested to see how that works. Like, are those guys going to report in on a weekly basis? Is it going to be like, you know, you, when we get these guys, when we get these other guys? Because it'll be totally different from WWE. You know what's hilarious? Formula. I don't remember the beginning of WCW. What do you mean, I only remember when Kevin Nash and Scott Hall went yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the beginning of it, though. No, well, it was Sting. Goldberg, Diamond Dallas. No, Page. Goldberg wasn't there. Goldberg came after. Well, he came much after. No, he, he but, came. He came. He came with that that run with after NWO was formed. Yeah, you're right. Because remember, he was one of the only ones facing yeah, W. Yeah, Diamond yeah, Dallas yeah. Page. I think he was there. He was I there don't. Before. He was I, there before. I just don't remember the beginning of it. Ric Flair. Was Ric Flair there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do remember when NWO formed. That's when everyone well, was like. That's when we cared what they. That's when everyone cared. It was like some Southern Wrestling Alliance before whatever it was. Yeah. And then like and then Hulk Hogan. And then ECW was there at the same time? Uh, ECW was uh, there, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then all of a sudden WWE bought them all out yeah. or something like that. But I'm excited for this, man. Yeah. I, I, I really, it, and we're not going to see it for maybe three years. That, that's the whole thing. Because Khan has money. Yeah. It's not going to be like, oh, we ran out of money. No. Scrap this. No. And he's, he's, and you have to be in it for a long run. And Khan is not putting his hands on anything. Mm-hmm. Khan's like I'm the exact the, opposite of McMahon. Exactly. I'll give you the money for this and you guys figure out how this works. You yeah. guys know what you're doing. Let me and, get some good wrestling people in there. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a good spot to get in there because um XFL starting up. Yep. So you know Vince McMahon is not gonna be hundred percent focused. Hundred percent focus. Maybe maybe that's a good but thing. But if you turn the product <laughs> to Triple H, it's gonna get better. You think? Yeah. He knows what now he did. He did create NXT. Yep, I will give him. I'll give him credit for that. And that was probably one of the best things they've ever done. And he's building superstar after. And he's bringing in guys. And he's putting together stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna Velveteen Dream when he comes up to the main roster. It's gonna be a storm. Yeah. When you see Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era come to the main roster, it's gonna be a, like he. I think he's getting ready to bring up an abs a storm of guys. As good, good as and bad gone. because again. I like that, but I don't like that because obviously you're developing young guys. Yeah. But at the same time, 
It's kind of like um, college basketball. Yeah. You can't really like a guy because you know he's going to come through the He's going to move away eventually. But at least I think Triple H won't have those guys going to the main roster and just like fading away. He's going to have spots, right? And and that's, I don't know. I, there's so much there's so much going on there in WWE that like something like AEW can sneak right in and be a competitor immediately. I kind of hope their their weekly show started earlier. Like I hope it started like first in the summer. Yeah. Because that would be a big scare for WWE. But We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it's going to be great. Hopefully it's going to be great. I say anything else we want to talk about the other video? Hmm, no, it's awesome. Always gonna be, when's the next pay-per-view, do you know? Uh, end of this month? All right, good. Not really sure. All right, guys, just tune in for that. Hopefully it's going to be great. And uh, maybe we'll get back to this when they get a bigger roster and maybe the weekly shows. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk we'll about a little a review of all that when it happens. Yeah. We'll go from there. All right, that's it. All right. We love sports just like you. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.